Coming up today on the Lead to Succeed podcast. I wouldn't get mad or blame my virtual assistant. I would say, what did I do wrong so that I didn't make it overly abundantly clear? Because if, if they don't, they don't want to sabotage my business, but if, because it's their business too, it's our business, but if they did not follow my directions, my directions were flawed, not them. Do you want to learn the tricks that top leaders use to get the most out of themselves and their teams? Well, Naftali Hoff is here to help lead to succeed. Picks the brains of top leaders to learn about their challenges, insights, and best practices. Here's Naftali. Hello, Lead to Succeed Nation. It's Naftali Hoff and welcome to Lead to Succeed episode 63. This is a little bit of a different episode because our guest, our special guest, only had 15 minutes for our conversation. And so he asked me to skip the intro, just jump right in, and we'll deal with that later. So that's exactly what I'm doing, recording it now after our conversation. And it was a powerful, powerful conversation. And who is our special guest? John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneurs on Fire. I think that goes without saying, one of the most famous podcasters in the world, serving entrepreneurs on multiple levels. It was a powerful conversation. I hope you will join me and listen in for this very special episode of Lead to Succeed. All right. So John Lee, thank you so much for being with me today on the podcast. I'm super excited because as I mentioned to you, I've been following you for a while and I know you are talking to really um, accomplished people all the time. And because this is a leadership focused leadership podcast, I want to jump right in. um, And I want to get your take on what you see, both in terms of from what you hear from your guests and and what you see at large about the leadership skills that are really most important right now. And when I say right now, I meant just before the pandemic, but also during the pandemic, meaning to say, what are the things that are helping people both in terms of moving the needle for their teams, their companies, as well as kind of maintaining their own equilibrium during challenging times. Well, Niftali, thank you for having me here today. I'm uh, excited to have this conversation. I'm definitely big on leadership for multiple reasons. Number one, I was an officer in the U.S. Army for eight years. So leadership was definitely something that I've been trained on, that I've practiced, that I've failed at a ton um, at the highest level, uh, which is during a wartime environment. I've also succeeded at very high levels as well. So I've tasted both sides of the equation. And for me, uh, leadership has always been leading by example and then taking 100% responsibility for everything. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, the officers in the U.S. Army that I respected the most were ones that took 100% responsibility for everything that happened down the line. It was always them first. Now, how do we approve? Like, how do we improve from that? So the ones that I disrespected slash had little to no respect for were the ones that were always looking to blame somebody down the line. They were taking zero to very little responsibility for anything that was happening incorrectly. So when I saw that as a very junior officer working my way up to when I got out of the military as a captain, um, I said, that's the kind of officer I want to be, one that takes full responsibility for everything that goes wrong. And when things do go right, I want to praise those in the chain of command below me um, who, you know, made that thing go right. So when anything goes wrong, it's all me. 
whenever anything goes right, let me find the people to praise. And I've taken that philosophy into entrepreneurship. So when I launched Entrepreneurs on Fire back in 2012, that was my mentality from day one. And guess what? It was pretty easy on day one because it was just May. Now we've grown and we actually at the peak had about 13 people on our team. Um, we've since done some restructuring and focused over the last few years just with a real strong desire to bring it down to as lean a team as possible. And now we're down to seven um, people, five full-time and then two independent contractors. But I still maintain that same philosophy from when it was just me to when I brought my first person on to when I was you know, running the show with 12 people below me. And then even to now where you know I have between five to seven people, full-time independent contractors, that's my attitude. How can I take 100% responsibility for everything that goes wrong and look to praise people when things actually go right? That has been the absolute critical thing for me. And again, the thing that I started with, I'll end with, which is I always try to lead from example. Like I'm never asking anybody on my team to work Saturdays and Sundays unless I'm working Saturdays and Sundays. I'm never asking them to stay a couple hours late in any given day to put in the time for a launch or a course or a project if I'm not doing the same thing. So leading by example, taking 100% responsibility and praising those on my team when things do go right. That's awesome. You know, there's so much there. And I, I must tell you, the, um, you know the, 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 the lead by example, I think, is critical. You know, but the 100% accountability piece is so often not necessarily, I guess you'd say, recognized or appreciated. I've heard it from some people, some of the greatest leaders, but not necessarily from everybody. Tell me, what does that look like for you practically when you're talking about accountability? So, you know, somebody's not performing, there's, there's something goes wrong, whatever that is. What does that look like in real terms? It's nice to say it, but, but walk us through what that actually means, you know, in, 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 in practice on the ground. Well, let's, go, let's just kind of go on a random example. Like you're at a stop sign and you are abiding by that stop sign and somebody rear ends you. If you are going to do 100% responsibility, you're not going to just woe is me, be complaining. Obviously it's their fault and they were in the wrong, but it's like, hey, like I put myself in a situation where, yep, I got rear ended. I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to woe is me. I'm not going to let it negatively impact my life because something bad happened. My luck was, was wrong, whatever it was. It was like, hey, my bad. I was out on the road. Those things happen on the road because other people are not paying attention. I should know that. Other people are texting. I should know that. I put myself in that situation. So it goes forward. And I really take that to the level of my team as well. So, you know, if I've directed to let's just say one of my virtual assistants that like, hey, let's make sure in an email that's going out when we're doing this promotion that we have this affiliate link attached to the email so that we actually get credit when sales happen. And then I've said that via email, maybe I've even verbalized it to them on Skype or a conversation like this, one, two, or all three of those things. And then that email goes out and there's no affiliate link attached to it. I go back and I say, what did I do wrong that allowed my virtual assistants to not have that affiliate link. Like, yes, I mentioned it to them or yes, I wrote it in an email, but did I follow up two or three times? Did I have them send me a test email so that I tested it? Like, what did I do wrong? Because guess what? I'm the person that's making millions of dollars a year. They're the person that's making a very good salary, but a salary because they're working for me as a virtual assistant. The buck stops with me. So that's a kind of a real world example, 
albeit a little extreme with the rear ending at a stop sign. And then a real like work example where I wouldn't get mad or blame my virtual assistant. I would say, what did I do wrong so that I didn't make it overly abundant clear? Because if, if they don't, they don't want to sabotage my business, but if, because it's their business too, it's our business. But if they did not follow my directions, my directions were flawed, not them. Got it. Okay. And I really like, by the way, that piece on checking, you know, the test email and sort of following through again, kind of like going through your process, because oftentimes we think we're abundantly clear. And I find that with my coaching work, for example, so often by the time I'm done with a session with a client, I'll say, okay, so from everything that we discussed, what are your takeaways and what specifically needs to happen here? And I'll do that with people that my virtual assistants and others as well, because ultimately that allows me to be sure that they're on the same page. It doesn't guarantee that it'll happen right? People still have to put things into action, but at least it gives us every opportunity to be successful. So, so let's take this and move it into a pandemic specifically. Anything in particular that you're noticing that great leaders are doing right now to help their teams and themselves succeed now more so than ever? What great leaders are doing is they are looking forward for the opportunities. They are looking to identify what is actually happening in the world. They're not running away. They're not scared of what has happened, which is the pandemic. What is happening, which is the pandemic. They are instead saying, okay, listen, let's be realistic. Let's be living in the real world here. Let's not be overly aggressive and put ourselves into danger. But this is the reality of the world that we live in what opportunities are now present that were not present yesterday, six months ago, 12 months ago, because of the world that we live in. You know, and a great example would be, hey, if a lot of people were really sitting down and thinking back in February and March, when things just started kind of to hit the US and to, and to spread, they would have realized that companies like Zoom and GoToMeeting and Amazon and Apple and all Facebook, all these different companies would actually be benefiting from a situation like this. Netflix, all of their stocks have gone nothing but up. Why? Because we're all stuck at home and we're all living in a, in a different world now. Like there's a lot of people who were not spending 24 hours a day in their house. Now there's most of the people spending 24 hours a day in their house. If you had sat back in February, March and been like, what would that change? You would have been able to see those things and taken maybe some of your business's funds, invested them wisely. Now you'd have a lot more money to invest with. Yeah, um, it's, it's such a simple question, but at the same time, it's so powerful because it really drives, it really drives so much. So, and by I the may, way, I didn't, yeah. I didn't ask that question to myself and I regret it, but, but I've learned from that and I'm disappointed in myself. And now I've done what I call AARs, after action reviews, so that next time the situation comes, and I'm not saying another pandemic, I'm saying just another right. life-altering, world-altering situation comes, I'm going to ask that question. Yeah. So, so let's stay there on the mindset piece for a moment, because I think this is going to be the way I wrap up our conversation. And you know, there's so much, but in the limited time that we have, I'd like to dive for a moment into mindset, because you talked about looking forward, and that's great. But if I'm if I'm like dealing with fear and confusion and things like that, and I don't know which way things are going, you know, it's beautiful to be able to sit there in my proverbial ivory tower and say, okay, let's analyze things. I don't mean to be dismissive of it, but what I'm trying to suggest is that sometimes, 
you know, we need to be really strong at our core and we need to really understand our role both as individuals and as leaders in order to make it through difficult times. So from the perspective of mindset, what have you seen or what would you be willing to share to, to, to our listeners that will help people say, this is how I can adjust myself or this is how I can sort of center myself in a way that I could be successful no matter what life throws at me? Well, your success is going to come from the inside out. That is where you are going to truly find long lasting happiness, success, financial freedom, location freedom, lifestyle freedom, whatever that is that you're looking for, it stems from within. Like there's a reason why you always hear that announcement when you're in a plane, hey, if we're going down, the oxygen mask come down, put one on yourself and then help other people because you're right. no help to anybody if you're incapacitated. So what are you doing as an individual to maximize the quality of your mindset, to maximize your overall psyche? You know, for me, it's very clear. I'm going to bed at 9.15 p.m. every single night. My goal is to get seven minimum, and I really want between eight to nine hours of sleep every night. I've got an aura ring, I get my sleep score, so I hold myself accountable to my sleep, and I'm focused on it. I'm up in the morning, I'm exercising, I'm doing yoga, stretching, I'm meditating, I'm journaling, I'm reading, I'm taking me time to recharge my batteries, to energize myself so that between six to nine, when I'm doing those things that I just mentioned, I'm able to from nine to 12, three, five, seven, however long I end up working that day, I'm outward facing now and I'm able to give my best to my audience, Fire Nation. Like that's being a true leader is taking care of myself, my mindset, my health first, and then turning out and saying, okay, now you're going to get the best of me, not the yeah. overtired, stressed out, anxious individual that we all can be, but right. no, you're getting the well-rested, the energized, the healthy, the enthusiastic JLD. That's right. So I'm hearing self-care, sharpening the saw, really taking care of yourself. And what I tell people often from a productivity standpoint is to block it out on your calendar. So this way, you, you're not accessible to others during that time. So you can focus on whatever's most important. In this case, we're talking about caring for yourself so that you could be there for others. So I want to thank you. Uh, it's been very enlightening. And uh, we hopefully we'll have a chance to connect again. Uh, but I really appreciate you uh, giving me a few minutes to share your leadership insights and um, looking forward to, uh, like I said, deepening our connection and have a fantastic day. And thanks again for everything. I enjoyed it as well. Thank you much. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and for investing in yourself so that you can lead to succeed. Before you go, don't forget to pick up your copy of Becoming the New Boss on Amazon or at becomingthenewboss.com. If you've already got your copy, be sure to rate the book and leave a comment.